Welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. My name is Phil Strum, so glad you joined me today. My guest today will be competing against the Redeemer Miro at AEW All Out on Sunday, September 3rd at the United Center in Chicago. It's the former TNT champion, powerhouse Will Hobbs. To me, anyway, Hobbs kind of came out of nowhere at AEW by storm, first appearing on AEW Dark during the global pandemic, then joining has taking on CM Punk and Ricky Starks back-to-back years with the Dynamite Grand Slam Arthur Ashe Stadium. This big man has a world of potential and a big audience to show it to. So here we go, Powerhouse Hobbs. So happy to be joined today by the former TNT champion, the one and only Powerhouse Will Hobbs. Powerhouse, welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversation. So glad you joined me today. Thank you for having me. So... AEW All Out on Sunday in Chicago. You're going to be taking on the Redeemer Miro. Uh, what are your expectations from that match? And uh, what, do you, what do you think the fans can expect? I mean, the only expectation that I have is, is to win. Um, Miro and myself, we, we, we go back years back. So we know each other quite well. But as far as the fan as- aspect, I don't think the fans have seen a real big man hoss fight in AEW yet. So it's it's not going to be a lot of flippity-doos and super kicks. It's just going to be two big MFs hitting each other. You know, Miro calls himself the big Jack Bulgarian. Well, you know, I'm a I'm pretty much big black and Jack. So it's, it's going to be heavy hitting. And, you know, you guys are obviously both two big athletic dudes who could do a lot in there, too. And you mentioned, I was going to ask you if you guys had crossed paths before AEW. What what, what was the uh, what was that like? Uh, we, we crossed paths before down at uh, Knox Pro Entertainment, um, you know, which is ran by uh, the Hall of Famer, Rikishi, um, Gangrel, and uh, Black Pearl. So we, we've crossed paths before. Do you, you had some training there also? Uh, we have. I've learned a lot from those guys down there. And I believe they were who started him out, too. Yes, uh, definitely. definitely. That, how, how many years back is this going, then, with you guys? Oh, man, this is, this is quite a while back. Quite a while back. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different chapter of the Book of Hobbs. Yeah, definitely. Have you been in the ring with him there before, just in, in, in some of those like training scenarios? I don't think you've ever faced him. No, not nothing face, but we've been in the ring before, so so that that's got to be a pleasure to be able to do that with somebody that you go back with that far. Obviously, you've got the current history now, as you mentioned, yeah. but uh, you know to be able to go back with somebody who you you've got a little bit of a history with. Yeah, you know the 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 the, the past dictate the past dictates the the future. So, all right, great. That sounds great. I'm I'm really looking forward to that too. It'll be nice to see you guys getting that big of an opportunity. I was able to go to the two. Uh, pretty important matches you had on the Arthur Ashe stadium shows the last couple of years uh, with punk the first year with Starks, the second one. What was that? Uh, what was that situation like for you? What was, what were those matches like for you in your career? Uh, they were highlights of my career. I mean, especially at that stage, um, wrestling punk, I believe that was his uh, first match back on television. Um, you know, he wrestled, I believe Darby before um, at all out of Chicago. And that was his first televised match. So, it was a it was a big moment in my career, and then uh, being the main event last year at Grand Slam with Ricky Starks, you know, so that, that's a another highlight in my career. I mean, we we didn't get on until 
after midnight and the fans were still packed there and the trains had shut down so that spoke a lot about myself and ricky starks what we can do in the ring you know to still have the fans there after midnight watching us closing out a show like that and such a historic venue too and i i did stick around all the way to the end but i made plans for afterwards anyway because i do you know kind of what the what appreciate because the... if you didn't stick around and you just told me you didn't stick around now i have to yeah, this, find you, man. This, this will just be done now <laughs> yeah so I, I follow wrestling pretty closely, but you particularly kind of came out of uh, a little bit of nowhere for me when you came to AEW. Uh, how, how would you characterize your wrestling career before you uh, joined the AEW? I was stuck in a bubble in NorCal, man, in California. So it, something just, just clicked, and I had my opportunity, got to Jacksonville and, and showcased what I could do, and everything else is you know, spoke for itself at that point. And you stood out right away on AEW Dark because I followed that stuff too. Yeah, I'm big, black, and jacked. How can I not stand out, baby? <laughs> but you're also good too. I mean, it's yeah, obviously well, the no, level of, you know, how, how did that connection come horn, You know, but I, I, the things I do in the ring, it, it it's believable. Um, mm-hmm. It's an extension of me. Um, so everyone loves a good ass kicker. So... What was that connection like with AEW right off the bat, being able to get seen there and then get signed there? It was crazy. I mean, the first thing that I noticed um, was I had a bunch of gifts just every time I hit a spine buster. So that that that, that was uh, that was pretty cool. But just the fact that you know we were in a pandemic and wrestling was on hold at some point but AEW I like to say they made history by not having wrestling on hold they had live wrestling during the pandemic so just to be a part of that even if it would have been for one match you know would would have been great yeah and then just the atmosphere they were able to create with even some of the extras and the crowd and some of that yeah you 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 got you got you got to know I mean look at some of the people that started off during the pandemic you know myself uh, Ricky was there. The guns were there. Uh, the acclaimed hook came in through the pandemic, you know. So it's Eddie it's Kingston crazy. in the challenge Eddie, too. Exactly, exactly. That was seeing him. That that was crazy because you know me and him um, had crossed paths before. Um, but it's it's crazy. Just yeah. think about all the people that started off during there. Yeah, it's funny. It'll be funny. And you're, I don't really want to go back to watching some of that stuff now because it's just like, you know, you have so much better, you have so much good stuff right now that going back and watching the empty arenas is, is totally different. But like, it, it, is, it is, but it, it's still, I like to say that it's still, it still made people believe. Yeah. But I think if you go back, like you said, you look at the crowd at Daly's Place and you look at the crowd at the WWE Performance Center, and all of a sudden you're looking at the people who were actually like on television right now the, yeah. the ones that are who, who were able to emerge and get through that what would you what'd you learn about yourself and, and your own uh, wrestling through that time Man, I, I learned that <laughs> it's it's hard trying not to to do what we do in front of fans you know but what I got to learn is that you know I, this is the time to to work on my craft you know if I can make everyone around the ring which was talent believe then i can showcase that to our fans so 
it made me want to work a little extra harder to impress um, my coworkers and my talent. I know if I could impress them, then I could impress the people. So you were just over uh, at Wembley Stadium in uh, in the UK for uh, for All In and in that atmosphere. Uh, what 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 was it like to be over there with AEW, and what does it mean to the AEW locker room to have such a, a milestone like that? I mean, it means a lot to the locker room because we made history. Who doesn't want to be a part of history? Right. If you're a part of this company, you were there. You're a part of history. You know, point blank. Period. Um, for the for the fans over there, man, they were great. They were respectful. They, I've never heard so many times people tell me we respect what you do. Thank you, you know, and giving people hugs and you know people tearing up. I, was, I didn't know I had that effect on people, so it was great. That's great, and it's also from a wrestling perspective, just great to see AW in this position. Yeah, as we're, competition. we're so we're so young, and to think that we had 81,035 people there. It's never happened before. A company so young. <laughs> Imagine what we'll do next year. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, you got to constantly be moving forward, and, and that's kind of what AW always to. is. You have so, to. Were you a wrestling fan growing up? Oh, yeah. Wrestling was on in my house before I was even thought about. Really? So, I mean, I've said this story before, but I'll give you the short version. So my grandparents moved from a small town in Mississippi, I believe in 1962, 63. And they moved right across the street from the Cow Palace. So, mm. you know, the Cow Palace is, I like to say, is a mecca of the West Coast. But every other weekend they would go to shows. They would see Ray Stevens, Pepper Gomez, Pat Patterson, High Chief Peter Mavia, you know, Rocky Johnson, Roy Shire. So wrestling was always on in the house. And it's cool that that gets to be sort of your wrestling education too, because that's such an important place in wrestling history, such an important yeah, time. I, mean, I remember history. being young, taking vacations to to go see family in Memphis, and you know, in order for me to to get a slice of peach cobbler, I would have to do the Fargo strut around <laughs> the kitchen. You know, Fargo strut, Jackie Fargo. You know, that's where Jeff Jarrett got his strut from, Ric Flair. So you know. Uh, wrestling was always on wherever we went. Did you ever have any of the opportunity to go back and watch some of that old San Francisco stuff? Anything that, uh, or, or is it mostly just the stories, kind of the word it's of the mouth? Stories, like the stories. I would, uh, we would sit on my grandparents' bed and hear stories. Um, and I've caught a few clips online, um, but just like the stories about uh, Pepper Gomez, he had the cast iron stomach, and he would have guys jump off a ladder and you know, elbow him or knee drop him in the stomach. And, you know, I heard stories about Pat Patterson turning on Ray Stevens and, you know, how Rocky Johnson and Peter Mavia would team up and, you know, just, just all those things, like all those stories growing up, we would just be in a maze sitting on the bed, you know, hearing how when Ray Stevens was busted open, how blood would trickle down his face and cover his blonde hair and he'd shake his head and all hell would break loose so those were good times as a kid yeah and it's such a it's such a period too that influenced uh so much of wrestling and i know that that's so much a fabric of AEW is kind of mm-hmm. understanding where everything came from and that you, yeah. know, you, look, you look at san francisco and that's just you know I, it, I, I like to think to be a part of this uh this business you got to know some part of the history 
mentioning that too, and I'm going to skip around a little bit on my notes, but uh, what did it mean to you when Hacksaw Butch Reed, before he uh, passed away, took notice of you and kind of told people about it? That was crazy, man. Like I, I got a, a message on on Instagram um, from his son and the son just, and I, I still have that message and I still read it from time to time. And his dad would just be amazed and he would light up when he would see me in the ring and he would say, that's the new hacksaw. And I know when we were in Kansas city, I had, uh, I was fortunate to have, um, Butch Reed's family attend. I, I, wow. I asked Tony Khan, you know, if it would be okay if Butch's family could attend and, and, he jumped up and said, "Of course." And Tony sent me, has sent me a bunch of clips from of Butch Reed from Mid South, you know. So we had conversations about hacksaw, and you know, and what can I kind of do to, you know, to to bring that out. But just watching him, his Mid South stuff, hearing stories from Jr. and watching the stuff with Ron Simmons with Doom. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's I, I, it's one of the highlights of my career. You know, him saying I'm the new hacksaw. I mean, he was hacksaw and he was the natural, but he was absolutely a powerhouse in his own. He was. Right he too. was. He was. If you if you see him and Ric Flair with JYD were were crazy. Him and JYD. Him and Ric Flair was always uh, pretty entertaining too. For, I saw for that. I saw. I saw him and him and Dusty uh, wow. go at it. Um, you know, online. So. Yeah, Butch was the man. Kind of definitely, like to, ahead, definitely ahead of his time. Yeah, and to his point too, like kind of, you know, you guys are similarly sized, similarly built, you know, similar skill sets, different eras, but yeah, I think kind of the same idea, kind of updated. And do you kind of agree with that for kind of what what, what your style is? Yeah, I can see a little, a little butchery to myself. Yeah, and it's, it, I just thought that was one of the coolest stories when, when it, it was. It was <laughs> just just the fact that I got to have his family attend the show and. And they knew who I was without me even like introducing myself. You know, I got to defend the TNT title in front of them. Um, it's Ray Phoenix, so it, it was cool. So you've talked about your background in the Book of Hobbs and the meaning of it. How did your background influence your presentation in pro wrestling? I mean, I I grew up in the slums in the hood, so you know that's that's all we had was wrestling and sports. Um, Growing up where I'm from, it taught me how to be tough, how to, it, it, it definitely shaped who I am as an adult, but wrestling did the same thing. You know, I, for me personally, some of the wrestlers that I idolized, you know, I kind of brought that to my real life and how I will handle situations. But the, the way I grew up, man, that's, I, I bring that, I bring that to the ring. <laughs> yeah. We had Aubrey Edwards on a few weeks ago. We talked a little bit about the different mental health videos that AEW had put out. And it was impressive to see the video you came out with uh, for Suicide Prevention Month last year about men's mental health. And I just wanted to talk about that. Did you, what kind of a, you know, was there a positive response to that? What's it like to have that sort of positive influence over It was positive. Too? I mean, because you look at someone of my stature, you know, I'm not supposed to feel any type of emotion. I'm not supposed to be sad, you know. Um, I'm, I'm human, um, you know, and I've and I've I've talked to third parties, you know, to get things out that I've went through, and, it, and it's good. I mean, you see someone my size, that hopefully someone out there saw that video. I'm like, okay, if if, if a powerhouse can do it, I can do it, you know. And I have three children. I have 
two boys and a girl and I tell my boys like if you feel you need a break and you need to, to cry let, let it out you know so there's, there's definitely nothing wrong with that yeah and th thanks for doing that too just because I think it meant a lot to a lot of people you know? all good man yeah, and it, it looked like uh, it seems like AEW as a company, you know, but some of the other stuff they put out in association with Eddie Kingston, I know, and Amanda Huber did some other stuff too. And just it's just a really, it's a good, not only a good look for the company, but it's just the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we we're on a platform where we can touch people's lives, and we're on a a platform where people will actually listen to us, right. Anyone who you consider uh, mentors in your career before or uh, during AW? Oh, man, I got to go with uh, Billy Gunn. Um, there are times where Billy Gunn has pulled me aside and like, what the hell are you doing? Um, Mark Henry, that, that's my wrestling dad. Um, Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko. You know, I, I definitely get help from all the, the vets in the locker room. So it's with this company, I have the relationship where I can go up to, to anyone and, and ask them for help. I feel like you hear that a lot with Mark Henry uh, in terms of his relationships with different talents. What is it about him that makes him so relatable for people who are in your, your roles or roles like yours? For me personally, he's a, he's a big man. He knows what I should do and what I shouldn't do, what can work and what will work. Um, he, he knows the struggles that, you know, that, gonna put this he's 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 no he knows the struggles that some of us face um mm -hmm. in this business so he's definitely relatable i mean he can say things to me and know what i'm thinking before i can even spit it out so I feel like Hobbs versus Henry would be would have been a pretty tremendous uh uh spectacle yeah I, I heard he's working on a comeback so you know but you know it's it's a different era, so I don't know. I don't know if Mark wants this. So I don't, I don't know if he want to get this two piece. Yeah. Um, what was it like being in Team Taz early in your earlier in your EW career, Ricky Starks and Cage and Taz, and what, what did you kind of learn during that time? It was wonderful. I mean, we we had to any little bit of time we we had, we turned it into gold. So we all connected very well. Um, Taz definitely taught us not to take any bullshit from, from anyone. Um, we set our own careers. You know, we make our own path. So we, we definitely learned a lot. And uh, winning the TNT championship, was that is that kind of been the pinnacle for you so far in your AEW career? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something nobody can take away from me. But I, I was a champion. And, and I got to do it in, in my home state, not too far from home, in Sacramento. You know, defeating Warlow, who is a big name here, you know, and he's a, a former TNT champion. So, you know, could, couldn't get any better than that. As you move ahead in your AW career, what are your immediate and kind of long-term goals? Uh, my goal is to be the first African-American world champion here. Um, my goal is to I have a lot of goals. Uh, another goal is is to take this company to a new level, to put this company on my back. I mean, I got a, I got a big enough back, you know, I can put the whole company on here. So that, that's definitely my goal. Definitely. Good luck to you with that. 
Um, we're going to move on to something we call the three count now. It's going to be three quick questions. And oh, let's answers. do it. Let's do it. So if you had to show someone three powerhouse Hobbs matches that you feel reflect you the best, what would you show them and why? Uh, Hangman Adam Page, which was a Saturday night dynamite. Uh, we opened up the show. We, we set it on fire. Next one would be um, get CM Punk. The third one would be against Christian Cage. Very good. Very good. Uh, next question. If you could wrestle anyone in a Cow Palace main event from any time in history, Ooh, anybody. And why? Anybody. Sold out crowd? I mean, it's almost got to be if it's Cow Palace. Sold right? out. And you're on the top of the bill, too, you know, so. Ah, man, sold out crowd. I would probably, I would probably love to work uh, Dusty Rhodes. And uh, why? Just because he's a, the the, the people would love him. And I just think that people would hate me. Anything I I would do to Dusty and, and the matches I've seen, Dusty brings out the best in people. With his charisma, the way he connects with the fans, uh, the way he sells, you know, definitely could put over somebody like myself. And then if you were going on the other side of it, just jumping off of that, if you had to wrestle somebody that was the uh, <laughs> on the other coin of uh, Dusty Rhodes, if you, if you were, you know, the good guy, is there any uh, any bad guy that comes to mind off of uh, Cal, Cal Palace uh, kind of history? Um. I'd almost want to see you and Stevens myself. <laughs> I, I would say, yeah, it would probably, you know, it actually probably be me and, uh, it, yeah, me and Ray Stevens. Cause that would be, that would be a brawl. It'll be a San Francisco street fight. Yeah. And there were so many, so many things he could do. So many things he innovated that I don't think a lot yeah, of people the, the remember. Bombs, the bombs away knee drop. Yeah. And even the the flip in the corner was him. I think yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. But everybody is taking that. I believe Ric Flair took that from watching Ray Stevens. That was somebody yeah. he, he idolized. And then uh, last question on the three count: Your entrance theme has changed uh, a few times. If you could pick a theme song in uh, just kind of real life to come out to, what would it be? Oh, it would probably have to be. hard I am probably going to have to pick oh man I got so many damn I'd probably say any Ice Cube song and why would that be any any, any Ice Cube or or, or too short just just because those, those, those two artists instantly get me hyped no matter what song plays alright very good well uh Powerhouse Hobbs, thank you so much for joining me today. For everybody, AEW All Out is Sunday in Chicago. Powerhouse Hobbs taking on the Redeemer Miro. Uh, all the best of luck to you for everything you. you're doing in your career. Really, really enjoying it. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks for joining us. Do. Thanks again, everyone, for joining me on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I'd like to thank Powerhouse Hobbs for joining me today. I'd also like to thank Adam Hopkins and John Schneider from All Elite Wrestling for their help in setting this up. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Under the Ring and on threads at PJ Strum for the latest. And have a great week, everyone.